punk rock, street trash, wastelands. And here are your hosts, long-time partners in slime, Adam Obscene and Mark and Mark. Hello world, this is Adam Obscene and with me is Marco Mark. No introduction this time and this is Wastelands Ooh. Radio Show. Hey! Hey, Adam. Hey, listeners. Great yeah. to be with you yet again. I just mixed that up. That was like kind of in unknown territory there for a second. I know. I thought it was great. Straight but, into it. But, Straight into the banter. But, 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 but. This. 25 years in the future, the ultimate weapon against crime will be the judge, jury, and executioner. And it will not be human. But here, the future has already arrived 25 years too soon. Impossible. Robotic. It's okay, honey, it's a police officer. Officer. <laughs> Tactical. <laughs> Operation. Research. Rotor. It's prime directive to judge and to execute anything that stands in its way. The rotor walked through a busload of nuns to get to a jaywalker. The perfect police officer. It won't stop. A prototype of what is to come. But pray, it never comes to this. He's programming himself. An unstoppable force. Without flesh and blood. Rotor. Uh, Rotor. (laughs) Now, the reason why I went in really fast, Marco, is because I actually wanted to play most of that trailer because that trailer is 80s to a point. Like, it is unbelievable. So, Rotor, mate. Quick quiz. Can you remember what Rotor actually stood for? Robotic Operations Tactical Operations Robotic. Close. It says Robotic Officer Tactical Operations Research, which absolutely makes no sense. That makes no sense. Like, and how do we spell Rotor? It's funny because like, in the video that I dropped on Thursday, I actually said Robotic Officer Tactical Operation Response, which makes way more sense. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> got to get into to respond to stuff. Um, just as I just, just <laughs> go straight into this one, Lossner's, uh Rotor is a 1987 future action film where a robotic police officer... Uh, basically runs off the rails, is let loose, and goes like run, has a rampage and kills people and stuff. And um, yep. he's sort of like not, he's sort of like got you know aviator glasses and a porn seventies porn mustache, and he gets around and looks like a member of the village people. And he honestly hilarious. looks like the cop. From village. Yeah. <laughs> he honestly looks like the cop from Village People, um, which is outstanding. So, Marco, you this is a Marco Mark. Uh, recommends. Um, oh. I've I've 
I've got it on VHS. You saw it online and um, yes. and said, oh, dude, we have to talk about this. And I oh wholeheartedly agree because, man, there is so much to take out piss out of this movie. Oh, absolutely. I, I want this <laughs> and I want this podcast, Adam, this episode to raise awareness to this movie like <sighs> – I know you've probably all seen it, Lossners, but for those of you that haven't, like, seriously, get on YouTube, look up that hilarious janky name, Rotor, and watch it, the the bad VHS rip and everything, because that's how you should see it. It is the best. Like, I honestly wish I had made this movie ads, like... I was thinking, like, should I should I cop to that? Shouldn't I be saying something like Terminator Two or something like? Yeah, sure. But this movie, Adam, like for its pure comedic value, <laughs> like th- this has everything that I wish I had created in a movie. And and I think what um, I totally agree, and I reckon it's a movie that I I could imagine you totally making. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I've it's seen I, I've I've seen your 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 um, grade twelve final film and TV <laughs> <laughs> assignment. Um, never but, talk of it again. But I think like this film, like God. there is so many um, interesting <laughs> parts at play in this movie that make oh it such God. a unique oddball that's really hard to sort of pin, except for the fact that so. It, this it, this wasn't a, a so this wasn't a serious this was not apparently this film was not made to be serious and then became funny it was actually and I did a bit of a deep dive it was it was written the screenplay was written to be like a bit more parody like totally t- tongue in cheek and so okay. a lot of the script still has that in it but then halfway through it there was a disagreement between the sc- screenwriter and the producer and director the director was Callan Blaine and the producer is actually the dude who played um, Barrett Coldiron, the lead star in it. Um, and they've gone in and they've given a, a, a serious treatment and they've tried to make it serious whilst all the scripts are sort of yeah. tongue in cheek. But then they're saying it with all seriousness, which makes it just like, it holds a very interesting place where it's like, Try and yeah. take the piss, then try and then a film that was made to take the piss then actually tries to be serious. And then it's just like, it's weird, dude. Like, I love yeah. it. Um, people have called but, but it a Robocop ripoff. People have called it a Terminator ripoff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it the could cu- actually be a Robocop ripoff. It actually only came up three months after Robocop. So, in uh, okay. But um, yeah, uh, I found that it had a lot of similarities with Eva Destruction as well. Oh, there's some Eve of Destruction in there too. Um, and the cover that you mentioned, that your VHS cover that you have, which is awesome. That also is a Mad Max ripoff too, like from the original Mad Max artwork. Like that is so iconic. So close. And 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 like it's got the mask on and everything. Like if Rotor yeah, yeah. actually had the mask on that was in the cover, it would be way more like more menacing, but he is just yeah. like a porno star motorcycle cop and god it's um, so funny it is so funny it's so there's a couple of observations mark i want to like i've written notes (laughs) all over the place so you gotta bear with me um so 
Oh, like we talked about the. Can we just talk a little bit about the quote? The some of the the scripting, some of the oh. the one liners. It like Lostners. There are some lines in this film which yeah. you will just shake your head in disbelief and then fall on the ground in mm-hmm. absolute hysterics. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this one. So, oh, look when when Cold Iron, who is the he's a police. I should probably say give it a loop around. Cold Iron, Captain Barrett Cold Iron is a scientist, captain, mm-hmm. police officer who mm-hmm. is actually developing Rotor. Mm-hmm. He is answerable to a senator or some politician, and he says it's going to take 25 years for them to develop this, this ro- robot. And the senator comes back and says, you got basically like 60 hours or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. Um, and so he goes, you're, you know, you know, you, the the senator goes, "You're fired," and and Cold Iron turns around and says probably one of the most iconic lines that I've ever heard when someone is firing you. He says, "Let me tell you something, Mister. You fire me, and I'll make more noise than two skeletons making love in a tin coffin, brother." Two <laughs> <laughs> like, skeletons making love in a tin coffin. Oh, like that's. Like so, that so if that's not Great. threatening and hilarious at the same time, I don't know what. It is. <laughs> then um, the character Greg Perfect. Hutchins, he's looking at his girlfriend, and he's like, they're just uh, having an argument about getting married, or there's a whole heap of weird shit that goes in this conversation. Um, because he doesn't want to get a job, she wants to get a job. He doesn't want to get married because it's like archaic, but then he doesn't want to have a job because it makes him look bad. It's weird. Anyway, he says yeah. to his wife. Yeah. You look like you got both eyes coming out of the same hole. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. And it doesn't make sense. But Um, it's great that it's just in this movie. They just went and put it in there. Yeah, they just got it in there. Uh, Mm -hmm. The names of the characters in this film, dude. So you've got Captain Barrett Coldiron. Who is mm-hmm. like you know the superhero? Yeah, you know, he's the man. He looks like a wrestler, not a scientist, and he's a cowboy, right? Like the yeah, the yeah. extended long scenes of him making coffee, blowing up stumps in the bush, like oh. you know, feeding coffee to his horse, like just this weird shit. That is, and this is all because the film does this weird backflip where the end of the film is at the start of the film and then he's pulled into the police station and he's recounting what had happened in the days leading Mm -hmm. up to it to the police. Mm -hmm. And so he's, so it's effectively a a montage flashback where he's telling the police officers what happened. Keep in mind that he's telling the police officers some stuff that he could clearly not have actually even witnessed because it's like, you know, a married couple in the car having an argument. (laughs) Yeah. So I saw all of it. Um, so there's that, but so, but so his name is amazing. He has, um, a partner in crime that he calls in to help stop Rotor, um, played by, um, Jane Smith. And she was actually in this film. She was actually in this film and the other one was uh, Flash, Flesh Gordon, um, the cosmic cheerleaders. Um, and she's like, I've written down, my description of her is a muscle-bound skunk woman is a scientist. And so oh, she's nice. like this really buff lady with the mohawk sort of perm. And oh, yeah, yeah. Her, her name was Dr. Steele, which was like pretty awesome. There was a, yeah. there was a, a, a police officer, Mango, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then there was Wilfred the Robot. Yeah. Who was actually oh, that's like right. a yeah, robot. Yeah, he was, he was a he was a, a, a standout character. Um, 
one other piece of scripting genius is right at the end when the senator takes out Cold Iron. Spoiler: He set he shoots him <laughs> in the back in front of the ho- in in front of the police station, and he says, "Justice served." C O D. Now I don't know in, in what in 1987 what C O D meant then, but C O D means cash on delivery now. Yeah. So did he mean D O A? <laughs> it's like just a served cash on delivery. <laughs> yeah, like what? So maybe he was talking about cock on delivery. Oh no. <laughs> so that, <laughs> so that's that that just shows the hilarity in, in, oh, in, in the God. lines. Um <laughs> there's there's a lot of uh he runs into um Rotor sort of has this boner for when he gets breaks loose he um in the first, when he gets set out of the lab too early um he basically is judge jury and executioner mm-hmm. and he has no gray it's either you're wrong if you've done something wrong you're dead and yep. so his first victim is a motorist right who's speeding yep. he shoots the motorist dead and his girlfriend Sony Sunny um is basically the prote- is the protagonist of this film. She's on the run from Rotor from start to finish. Like that she it really yep. really turns around. He needs to finish this job. Now some of the rhetoric in this film about why the police don't help her immediately is like yeah. I find hilarious. Like they say as long as you're out there, Rotor will try to get you so he won't be hurting others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a ripoff of the scene in the original Terminator where Sarah Connor's in, was it Tech Noir? Yeah. yeah. In the club? Yeah. They're like, you know. It, well, it, it's kind of like got that. Eyes for, while he's only got eyes for you, then yeah. everyone else is okay. Um, yeah. And I think that that – so she was really like a Sarah Connor character, so I can really see the Terminator yeah. references in that. Um, yeah. I think <clears> – <throat> Coming back from like her running around <laughs> trying to, she comes up with these amazing. Um, she figures she stumbles across Rotor's only weakness, and I think this is yep. hilarious, dude. <laughs> the, what was it again? The car horns. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, so this is like state of that robot. Loud noises. AI. It, it's it's like a brutal killing machine with super strength, and the only thing that it will stop it is a car horn. And I've made a note here, strange middle-of-the-road country rock music. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, car horns and Dwight Yoakam. Excellent. So, so that that sort of like really the crux of how the film's structured is that Rotor's chasing the girl. um, Cold Iron is chasing Rotor. It um uh-huh. Rotor hooks up with the muscle bound skank woman skunk woman um, skunk woman uh, and they have this show showdown at the end um yeah. and then it sort of loops back around then to the start of the film. She has some epic high waisted pants. Mate, too, they are so high. The only thing more eighties than those high pants is the mullets in this film. <gasps> Fuck me, there's some mullets, man. Jesus Christ. It's like every 13-year-old boy in Melbourne. It's mullet wall-to-wall. It's high pants, mullets, and pencil-thin handlebar mustaches aplenty. It's oh, just, my God. It's wild, Losner. And some singlets. Singlets that get torn off going, I'm a real man. <laughs> oh, man. 
guys, if you, <laughs> look, if you if you listen to this and you're like, like, I can't be fucked watching the movie, at least get on YouTube and search for Rotor restaurant fight yeah. scene. Yeah, and there, there's like a, a a really sort of uh, VHS version, but there's um, also a a blue Blu-ray restored rip version. Watch that one. It's crystal clear what's going on. It's hilarious. And it really, that scene really captures what this movie's all about. Like, it's just like, it's, <sighs> it's got all the goodness of it. And it's, and it's, it's so hilariously funny. Um, a <laughs> couple of observations. Uh, oh, just in the cheap nature of the film. Did you notice on Rotar's helmet, it said Rotor across a Harley Stavistan sticker? <laughs> <laughs> That, that was pretty wild. Nice. <clears throat> um, I also thought that was quite interesting that um, when he when he when he sort of walked around, it kind of really looked like he was clutching a ping pong ball between his butt cheeks. <laughs> oh yeah, it was like ain't yeah. that robot. Um, <laughs> the so continuity stuff like. There's some unreal continuity. A couple of ones that I want to point out because I think is great is in the start when I talked about the couple when they when Cold Iron comes out of the bush with um, Sonny and the couple pull up on the car in the car and he goes, "Oh, call the police!" It's daylight, and then by yeah. the time she turns around and picks up the phone to call the police, it's nighttime. <laughs> Love those continuities. That's like a running Love theme. It. Um, Love it. The other one is like when Cold Iron, when Cold Iron's recounting his day and when they say, tell us what happened, it's like that sort of running joke that when says, so tell me how it all began. Well, so, well my mum and dad met 42 years ago. It's kind of like that. Like he, he, he explains his day from the moment he woke up to making a coffee, to feeding his horse, to blowing up stumps. But when his day started, <laughs> his alarm goes off at 5 a.m. The next, very next shot, he rolls over the 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 clock radio next to him says four fifty a.m. Maybe he's been in bed all day. He's like, ah, oh, I've been here for nearly twelve hours. I might as well get up. Now. <laughs> um, so that was pretty <laughs> funny. Um, the other one too is that. So we mentioned Wilford the robot really quickly. So Wilford oh the robot God. is this. Um, he's like one of those classic sci-fi sort of Danger Will Robinson type of robots. He's like fully, you know, doesn't have arms that move, but he has intelligence and he has wit and he has sarcasm, and mm-hmm. he actually knows exactly what's going on through the whole film. And it brought me to think, mate. If they can develop in a robotics lab a, a robot like Wilfred who mm-hmm. can jive talk and try and pick up chicks and you know make jokes and be sarcastic, they've got uh-huh. artificial intelligence right there. Why was yep. it going to take 25 years to embed <laughs> AI into this robot that looks like a human when all they could have done is like, poor Wilfred, he had these hands that couldn't, arms that couldn't move. But if you look yep. closely in the film, he has a pistol strapped to his side, but there's no yeah. way he could ever reach it because his arms don't actually move. Just give oh. the robot posable arms and that movie would have been fixed. And then send him out. What I do love is the best actor in this film is that robot. 
Yeah, it's and true. he knows the he sh- carries it, and he knows the shit is about to hit the fan because halfway through the middle, um, Cold Iron has a phone conversation with that robot, and that robot uh-huh. rents, renders his resignation over the phone. <laughs> and he goes, "I'm out of here. See you later." Yeah, I quit once I work out how my arms work. I'm out of here. Yeah, I don't know how he was picking up the phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so oh, it's it's interesting a little funny interesting fact about that robot though is that that robot was actually a promotional droid for the addison um state police in texas they'd Love actually it. so he went to fairgrounds and, hand, and then they had a little tray and handed out p- police recruit paraphernalia not dissimilar he had a tray. yeah well not di- well you know here at studio obsceneto we have robbie the obscene robot yeah, it yeah. was a shopping center droid who basically yes. had a remote control and held a tray, and it was you know it was for used car salesman. So we have we have a Wilfred sitting here in Studio yeah. Senato, which yeah. I thought was quite funny. Straight um, from Chopping Mall. Yeah, it's Chopping Mall. That's it. Um, <laughs> so so that so that is kind of my observations. The other one I is these movies don't go without without actually having some stereotypical race-related um, stereotypes reinforced. There's this mm-hmm. uh, uh, First Nations American in, American uh, person oh, in yeah. there who his name is Shoe Boogie, which is uh, straight up probably even better than Barrett Coldhine <laughs> as a name. Yeah. So, and he, but he's jive-talking. He saw it's like, it's like in good times. He's, hey, baby, slip me those seven digits. You know, yeah. it's like that sort of thing. <laughs> Um, but the thing about it is, so the jive-talking Native American janitor is uncredited in this film, and to date, his identity has never been verified. <laughs> Did he exist? It's like he goes like, and he has some classic lines, but it's actually his fault that Rotor um, comes online oh, because right. he, yeah. I think, he lights his cigarette in like a Bunsen burner and sets it off or some shit like that. Something plausible. Um, <laughs> So yep, yeah, it's like good. So basically, um, that's kind of like the rundown of it. <laughs> Richard Gaswin, who actually plays Cold Iron, was the producer in this and did no other movies. That was it. Like he did this. That one, was it. And I think the only reason he was a star in this film is because he was he was producing it. Yeah, yeah, um, one and done. Like fuck this, I'm out of here. Carl, and but the funny thing is, he was in it, mm. but and he and he produced it. But he doesn't have any lines in it because they've come back in and he, every single line of just that actor is dubbed back in oh. with clearly someone else's voice because it doesn't match. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is so good. Cullen Blaine, this was, I think, pretty much the only movie he ever directed. Um which makes sense. <laughs> uh, yep, yep, yep. Sounds about right. That checks out. Um, and I think there's probably 150,000 other things. I'm just going to look through my, oh, yeah, that one. Oh, it's like when Sonny's running away from um, Rotor, there, that he, she appears to live in a world where strangers are just more than happy to throw themselves in the line of fire. Like, uh-huh. And these strangers that can do everything from have knife-wielding chefs that know how to use a blade to a woman who comes out of a um, 7-Eleven type store and knows kung fu. Like, it's yeah. just like this random <laughs> acts of like ninjuring. Like, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got sweet skills. It's great. And, um, so, and I think that those are probably the bits which – were in the film as tongue in cheek, 
But because yeah. they went then in the serious mode, they totally don't make any sense. Yeah, but they're still hilarious. But it's probably even more hilarious because yeah, they tried because it's like to do it's it like seriously. it's someone being piss funny right next to a straight man. Yeah, or the straight which is guy, the best, the best humor. It is really, and that's why I think it's really this, when you say this is oh, you wish this is the film that you would love to make because it really kind of feels like it's right up your alley in the old sense of yeah, humor. Yeah, it's yeah, it's great. Um, we love a bit of punnage and we love a, a, a fair bit of like double entendre. There is a scene at near the beginning of the film where Cold, Ron, Cold, Cold Iron presents uh, a film to a board of fellow police scientists <laughs> from Los Angeles about, um, about Rotor. And they're all sort of sitting around and they're all punsy. But this, this scene, I don't know if you picked it up, dude, but this scene is just laden with Beach Boys um, references. It's actually, oh, really? So, basically, um, they come from places like the Wilston Institute, the Jardine University at Malibu. When they, uh, oh, then they awkwardly insert phrases across when they're responding. says, oh, that's good vibrations. Or, I get around. How do you know this is going to work? Or, God oh. only knows what is going to happen. Or, heroes and villains into their questions. Like, they have these, like, all lines nice. Dr. Barbara Ann. So, they're all, like, so they're all, like, like names of... Beach Boys songs in the responses back to Cold Iron, which brings me to a point. It was clearly written to take the piss, but yeah. they've left it in a serious movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, so finally, if so looking, good. If you're looking for this and you can't find it, maybe just check the title for the title Blue Steel. Um, Blue still refers to the iron that Rotor is made made from that apparently learns and it doesn't need gears, motors, or tubes. Oh, that's right. Because it learns. What's funny is that it says they don't need gears, motors, or tubes, but the animation they use to show his eco-skeleton is all motors, tubes. <laughs> Cables. Cables. Oh, man. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going for a Terminator look and it's uh... – yeah, it's interesting. It's it's just it's stop motion puppetry, really. So um, the tagline is judge, jury, and executioner. And then finally, this bit. Body count, body count. So there was nine kills in this movie for 90 minutes, Marco. Um, that means that it is KPMs is point, point, I think, zero. Yeah, point one kills per minute or basically one kill every 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty nice. That's pretty cool, hey? Body count. Body count. Oh, I smashed that segment that time, didn't I? Yeah. Not In and out. Lawson, as if you've been listening to the last previous shows, I've totally cocked that segment. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself. <laughs> um, Marco, mm. I've spoken at you a lot. This movie. <laughs> it's been great at like I've just been enjoying reliving it. it it's hilarious. Like I, I do honestly implore you, listeners, go out and, and uh look at this bad boy. It's really good. It's really good. Uh, so um listeners, let us know what you think about it. You can hit us up on the socials at Wastelands Radio Show uh, on Facebook and Insta. I've just re enlivened the Twitter, so that's Wastelands R S is the handle on the Twitter, just if you'd like oh. to do that sort of thing. Uh wastelands.com.au is the website. You, you go to that mm-hmm. and you can actually get the podcast directly from there and read all the liner notes 
some bits and pieces from there. Um, and we're on all the like podcasting streaming platforms. You just type in Wastelands Radio Show and you should find our 86-odd episodes from the beginning of time. Um, Marco? Yes? Is there anything more you would like to add? It's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Yeah, you're... It's finished!